0: Hello everybody! Today on Genetic Landscapes Part 2, everything on epigenetic factors, specific molecular pathways like tau, and new genetic models that researchers have published in August 2020. Stay tuned! Welcome to Aminder, a podcast where we summarize the latest publications on Alzheimer's disease for you, so you can spend more time doing awesome research. For every month, you'll find a series of episodes by theme, and each comes with a bibliography. Whether you're in the lab, on the bus, or cooking your meal, we hope you find this podcast useful and accessible. My name is Joseph, and in this episode, I'll be going through a total of 16 papers covering the topics of epigenetics, specific molecular pathways, and new genetic models. Alright, let's get to it. Our first three papers will center around epigenetics. The first paper is titled Epigenome-Wide Analyses Identify DNA Methylation Signatures of Dementia Risk, published in Alzheimer's and Dementia. First author Walker, last author Evans. Previous work has shown that pathogenesis for Alzheimer's disease begins years before the onset of clinical symptoms, thus understanding that premorbid risk mechanisms are important to understanding the disease. Here, Walker et al. look into assessing associations between a widely known epigenetic uh, epigenetic marker, DNA methylation, and dementia risk factors in participants who are Alzheimer's disease-free. Genetic risk score and other dementia risk measures are studied in association with whole blood DNA methylation assays from participants in Scotland to see if there are any connections between the two. The authors found that dementia risk measures show widespread association with blood-based methylation, indicating that epigenetics may play a role an important role for the pathogenesis of dementia and implores more studies following up on this work. Our second paper is titled Evaluation of Gamma H2AX in buccal cells as a molecular biomarker of DNA damage in Alzheimer's disease in the AIBL study of aging. This article is published in LIFE by first author Siddiqui and last author Leifert. When double-stranded breaks in chromosomal DNA occur, H2AX, a member of the histone H2A family, is phosphorylated and becomes gamma H2AX. An increase in gamma H2AX has been seen in the nuclei of neurons in patients suffering from Alzheimer's disease. However, it would be interesting if there are also gamma H2AX responses in non-neuronal cell populations in patients. This can pave way for the development of new biomarker detection methods. Here, endogenous gamma-H2AX was measured from buccal samples from healthy controls and patients with Alzheimer's disease or MCI. The authors saw that gamma-H2AX levels, in addition to measures of irregular nuclear shape, were significantly elevated in buccal nuclei of the Alzheimer's group compared to MCI and healthy control groups. These findings suggest that increased DNA damage can be associated with Alzheimer's disease. Our third and last epigenetics paper for this month is titled The fusiform gyrus exhibits an epigenetic signature for Alzheimer's disease, published in Clinical Epigenetics. This article is written by first author Ma, last author Shi. Patients with advanced Alzheimer's disease often suffer from the inability to identify family members. However, the fusiform gyrus, the brain region critical for facial recognition, is not extensively studied in the context of Alzheimer's disease. The authors of the study employed a complex array of transcriptomes and methylomes of normal controls, Alzheimer's patients, and in vitro Alzheimer's disease models to identify genetic and epigenetic signatures. Of Alzheimer's in the fusiform gyrus, they identified changes in gene expression and altered DNA methylation profiles and key Alzheimer's genes at the fusiform gyrus that are common across other Alzheimer's associated brain regions. In addition, they also identified previously unexplored fusiform gyrus specific alzheimer's linked genes and their epigenetic characteristics. These findings can help pave way to new insights on the molecular pathology of Alzheimer's disease. Especially the fusiform gyrus. That wraps up on the topic of epigenetics. Next, we will be transitioning to journal articles that focus on elucidating specific genetic pathways in the etiology of Alzheimer's disease. The first two papers are common in the sense that they touch on the Tau pathway. Paper number four is titled. Impact of TREM-2R47H variant on tau pathology-induced gliosis and neurodegeneration Published in Journal of Clinical Investigation by first author Gratuzzi and last author Holtzman Evidence suggests that microglia play an important role in Alzheimer's disease pathogenesis. Rare variants of the microglia-expressed TREM-2 gene increase Alzheimer's disease risk 2-4-fold. It is likely that these TREM2 variants can increase Alzheimer's disease risk by impairing the response of microglia to Alzheimer's disease-associated protein amyloid beta and its neurotoxic effects. Neocortical amyloid beta pathology occurs much before the onset of neocortical tau pathology in Alzheimer's disease, tau being another predominant Alzheimer's disease-associated protein. Therefore, it is also important to understand the role of TREM2 in the context of tauopathy. The authors investigated the impact of TREM2 variant R47H on tau-mediated neuropathology in the PS19 Alzheimer's mouse model of tauopathy. The authors found that R47H expressing mice had significantly attenuated brain atrophy and synapse loss versus control mice. Microglial reactivity in the R47H is also attenuated. There was a decrease in phagocytosis of post-synaptic elements by microglia expressing R47H, both in the mouse model and in Alzheimer's patient brains. These findings suggest that impaired TREM2 signaling also reduces microglia-mediated neurodegeneration in the context of tau. The fifth paper is titled, Mitochondrial DNA Manipulations Affect Tau Oligomerization. This paper is written by first author Wildling, last author Swerdlow, and published in Journal of Alzheimer's Disease. We know that mitochondrial dysfunction and tau aggregation occur in Alzheimer's disease. Exposing biological models to mitochondrial toxins alters their tau, suggesting that these two may be interconnected to a certain extent. To further explore how mitochondria can influence tau, the authors measured tau oligomer levels in the human neuronal cell model with different mitochondrial DNA manipulations. In cells that have mitochondrial DNA damage, whether using a drug-induced or genetic model, tau oligomer levels increased, and some populations showed the monomer to oligomer shipped. These findings indicate that a cell's mitochondrial DNA can affect tau oligomerization. Okay, on to papers looking into other specific genetic pathways. We start with paper number 6, titled CD33 and SIGLECL1 Immunoglobulin Superfamily Involved in Dementia. This article is published in Journal of Neuropathology and Experimental Neurology, written by first author Rendina, last author Vitali. Sialic acid binding immunoglobulin type lectins are a family of immunomodulatory receptors. that are predominantly expressed in immune cells and can have inhibitory and activating signals in healthy or diseased states. CD33, which codes for a member of one of these lectins, uh, was recently recognized as a genetic risk factor for Alzheimer's disease. This article shows a case study on a two-generation family where four family members, the father and three siblings, have symptoms of unusual dementia that may be suggestive of Alzheimer's disease. The authors analyzed the CD33 gene in his family and discovered 10 single nucleotide polymorphisms and highlighted a specific mutation in exon 2 that could be involved in dementia risk. Further experiments in the study showed that CD33 and siglec Cl1, or SIGLE C L1, another gene coding for another member in the superfamily of immunomodulatory receptors have significantly increased level of expression in these patients. Our next paper, number 7, looks at presenilin signaling. This paper is titled Accelerated Loss of Hypoxia Response in Zebrafish with Familial Alzheimer's Disease-like Mutation of Presenilin one published in Human Molecular Genetics by first author Newman, last author Lardelli. A majority of early-onset familial Alzheimer's disease cases involve dominant mutations in the gene PSEN1 coding for presenilin, interestingly, null mutations in PSEN1 do not cause early onset familial Alzheimer's disease. The authors here investigated effects of age and genotype on brain responses to acute hypoxia in zebrafish with putative hypomorphic and AD-like mutations in a zebrafish PSEN1 ortholog with the same name. Both mutations accelerate age-dependent changes in hypoxia-sensitive gene expression. Additionally, the authors find that wild type psen one allele expression is reduced in post-mortem brains of human early-onset Alzheimer's disease mutation carriers and uh, also extremely aged fish, suggesting a possible mechanism that these Prisnelin-1 mutations may play on the contribution to early-onset Alzheimer's disease pathogenesis. Our eighth paper looks at a unique fusion gene. This paper is titled, CHRFAM7A, A Human-Specific Fusion Gene Accounts for the Translational Gap for Cholinergic Strategies in Alzheimer's Disease, published in eBioMedicine by first author Zigeti, last author Wildling. One of the hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease-related neurodegeneration is cholinergic neuronal loss. To date, attempts to develop an alpha-7 nicotinic acetylcholine receptor, or NACHR, drugs to help prevent cholinergic neurodegeneration, have not delivered. CHRFAM7A, a unique human fusion gene, is a negative regulator of alpha-7-NACHR and has not been well accounted for in preclinical studies for drug development. Here, the authors study the function of CHRFAM7A using electrophysiology and amyloid beta uptake in a genome-edited iPSC in vitro model. These studies were then followed up by a double-blind pharmacogenetic study. Their findings suggest that FEM 7 a may actually be important in the design for NACHR drugs, and that clinical trials not accounting for this unique human genetic factor may have rejected drug candidates that would otherwise have benefited as much as 25% of the Alzheimer's disease patient population. That's a huge chunk. The ninth paper today looks specifically at genes that have to do with the endocytosis pathway. This paper, published in Brain Imaging and Behavior, is titled Endocytosis Pathway Polygenic Scores Affects the Hippocampal Network Connectivity and Individualized Identification Across the High Risk of Alzheimer's Disease, and is written by first author Zhu, last author Xie. The endocytosis pathway has been heavily implicated in Alzheimer's disease, yet the neural mechanisms of this polygenic pathway remain unclear. The authors used an imaging genetic approach to investigate the polygenic effects of the endocytosis pathway on the hippocampal network across the prodromal stages of Alzheimer's disease. Data from subjects were selected from the Alzheimer's disease neuroimaging initiative, where hippocampal volumes were analyzed in subjects of cognitive normal, early MCI, and late MCI groups. Multivariate linear regression analyses was then used to measure the effects of disease and endocytosis-based multi-locus genetic risk scores on the hippocampal network. The authors found that hippocampal volumes in the late MCI group were smaller than cognitive normal and early MCI impairment groups. Additionally, high MGRS carriers showed an opposite trajectory of hippocampal network functional connectivity across the prodromal stages of Alzheimer's disease. These findings help enhance the understanding of pathophysiology of endocytosis-associated polygenic effects, underlying brain network in the prodromal stages of Alzheimer's disease. Next, we have paper number 10 on macular degeneration, titled Sharing of Genetic Association Signals by Age-Related Macular Degeneration and Alzheimer's Disease at Multiple Levels. This paper is published in Molecular Neurobiology by first author Tan, last author Yang. Age-related macular degeneration and Alzheimer's disease are closely related complex diseases that have been suggested to share overlapping mechanisms in pathogenesis and gene networks. This study explores any genetic connections between the two. The authors analyzed GWAS summary statistics from both studies with a new platform that performs functional mapping, annotation, and a co-localization analysis. Gene expression profile data was extracted from the gene expression omnibus. And then analyzed using weighted gene co expression network analysis. These studies showed one pathway, the complement and coagulation cascade, 42 biological processes, and 10 genes were common across the two studies. Among the 10 genes, there were two protein coding genes, two pseudogenes, and two RNA genes. They are associated with both diseases for the first time. Further analysis revealed more hub genes that suggest that these two diseases. They share nine other pathways and 63 biological processes. These findings show that the shared pathways and genes can be potential diagnostic markers for both diseases. Moving on, paper number 11 is titled Phosphodiesterase-4D Gene Modifies the Functional Network of Patients with Mild Cognitive Impairment and Alzheimer's Disease, by first author Shang and last author Wang. This paper is published in Frontiers in Genetics. In this study, authors analyzed fMRI and genetic data from the Alzheimer's Disease Neuroimaging Initiative dataset and identified genetic variants that are associated with organizing the topology of the functional brain network. There, they found three novel loci in an intron of the phosphodiesterase 4D or PDE4D gene that can contribute to abnormalities in the topological organization of the functional network. Compared to wild type phenotype, PDE4D variant carriers had altered network properties. Also, these brain network changes were affected by PDE4D variants differently as the disease progressed. PDE4D was found to have a significant impact on memory consolidation and cognition through long-term potentiation effect and or the promotion of inflammatory effects. These findings show that PDE4D may play a significant role in the underlying mechanisms for the abnormal topological properties and cognitive impairments seen in Alzheimer's disease. Hey listeners, I'm here to let you know Minder is recruiting. If you're interested in joining us, shoot us an email at podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Next, our 12th paper looks at one of the immune response pathways titled relation between FCGR2B RS1050501 and HSV1-specific IgG antibodies in Alzheimer's disease by first author Costa and last author Pandey, published in the Journal of Biological Chemistry. The authors in the study explored the role of pathogens, specifically the herpes simplex virus type 1, as a risk factor for Alzheimer's disease. The gene FCGR2B is involved in an inhibition of the immune response mediated by the gamma receptor for the FC portion of the immunoglobulin G molecules. Interestingly, the FCGR2B is also associated with neuronal uptake and interneuronal accumulation of amyloid beta in Alzheimer's animal models. The authors examined the allelic distributions of ApoE4 and FCGR2B in a population of Alzheimer's patients. MCI, and healthy controls, and indeed found that HSV-1 antibody levels were significantly higher in Alzheimer's disease and MCI subjects compared to healthy controls. Paper number 13 studies a novel variant in the gene ABCA7 titled a novel variant 3706C2T mutation in the ABCA7 gene in a Saudi patient with susceptibility to Alzheimer's disease 9. This paper is written by first author al and last author Nasir and published in Intractable and Rare Diseases Research. Mutations in the ATB binding cassette subfamily A member 7 or ABCA7 has been reported to cause susceptibility to a special form of Alzheimer's disease called Alzheimer's disease 9. This study reports on a novel ABCA7 variant seen in a Saudi patient. With Alzheimer's disease 9 that has a strong family history of neurodegenerative disorders. Whole exome sequencing identified a novel heterozygous variant 3706c2t mutation, uh, leading to an amino acid change that was predicted to have pathogenic effect. This patient has clinical features of both Alzheimer's uh, Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease, suggesting that this gene may be implicated in several neurodegenerative disorders. Okay, number 14. This paper is unique in the sense that the pathway here is not one gene, but the whole chromosome. This paper is titled, A Second X-Chromosome Contributes to Resilience in a Mouse Model of Alzheimer's Disease, published in Science Translational Medicine by first author Davis, last author DuBal. There appears to be a major difference between the sexes in Alzheimer's disease. Men with the disease die earlier than the women, and men also show more cognitive deficits in aging and in preclinical Alzheimer's disease. Here, the authors study whether the X chromosome affects Alzheimer's disease-related vulnerability in mice expressing human amyloid precursor protein as an animal model of Alzheimer's disease. XY mice genetically modified to develop testicles or ovaries showed worse mortality and deficits than did XX mice that were genetically modified to develop either gonad indicating a sex chromosome effect. Follow-up studies by the group further confirmed that the number of X chromosomes can mediate vulnerability to amyloid beta-mediated toxicity, with or without the white Y chromosome. A second X chromosome was suggested to confer resilience through the candidate gene KDM6A, which does not undergo X-linked inactivation. The human ortholog KDM6A has been associated with cognitive decline in aging and preclinical Alzheimer's disease, suggesting a potential mechanism for sex chromosomes to modulate Alzheimer's disease vulnerability. Alright, that's a wrap for all the papers looking at specific genetic pathways. Our last couple of papers for this episode look at developing new genetic models to understand more about Alzheimer's genetics. Paper number 15, our first genetic model paper is titled A microfiber scaffold-based 3D in vitro human neuronal culture model of Alzheimer's disease, written by first author Ranjan, last author Zheng. This journal is published in Biomaterials Science. Increasing evidence has shown that 3D in vitro cell culture systems are superior to conventional 2D monolayer cultures in terms of mimicking native in vivo microenvironments. However, Existing 3D neuronal models of Alzheimer's disease overexpress mutant genes or have heterogeneities in composition, biological properties, and cell differentiation stages. The authors aim to create a novel 3D culture model of Alzheimer's disease that addresses this problem by encapsulating patient-induced pluripotent stem cells, derived neural progenitor cells, in microtopographic scaffolds. This infrastructure can enhance cellular infiltration and distribution and can reduce cell proliferation and significantly accelerate neuronal differentiation within 7 days of culture. Wow, that's a whole jump of words. This model was successfully applied to amyloid beta and tau models of Alzheimer's disease. This tunable scaffold-based 3D culture platform can serve as an optimal in vitro model for neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's disease. Our last and 16th paper of the episode is titled Miro, a Rho GDPase, genetically intersects with Alzheimer's disease-associated genes Tau, amyloid beta, and APP in Drosophila melanogaster. This two-author article is published in Biology Open and written by Panchal and Tiwari. Miro, short for Mitochondrial Rho GDPases, is a mitochondrial alter membrane protein that facilitates mitochondrial axonal transport along the microtubules. It is a vital player in regulating mitochondrial dynamics and cellular energy generation for energy-hungry neurons. Therefore, Miro is suggested to be associated with key pathologies of Alzheimer's disease and other neurodegenerative diseases. Here, the authors demonstrate that Miro may have possible genetic interactions with Alzheimer's disease related genes such as Tau, amyloid beta 42, and APP through several genotypes. Overexpression of MIRO improves these phenotypes in Alzheimer's disease model flies, and these improvements are correlated with decreased oxidative stress, cell death, and neurodegeneration in MIRO overexpressing flies. This suggests that MIRO has the potential to be used as a therapeutic target for Alzheimer's disease. All right, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As you have noticed, we have made some new changes in how episodes are formatted. Each episode comes with a bibliography still, but it's now linked in the episode notes. If you wanna stay connected, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Curious or interested in being a part of Aminder? We are recruiting. Please reach us by email or through the other forms of social media that I have listed before. Music credits go to Anusha Kamesh. You can find her on SoundCloud or on YouTube under AK Music. We hope you find this episode useful and accessible. Our goal is to contribute to the scientific community by providing a means of staying up to date with the latest neuroscience research through a different medium. See you in the next episode. Bye for now.